Hey, everybody, welcome to Kingdom 101 Relationships, which is the Wednesday night Bible study for Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship and Training Center. I am Pastor Lenzine Lee. I am here to have a really great conversation with you all uh, with regards to things pertaining to the kingdom, pertaining to relationships, pertaining to the heart of God for us. Uh, tonight is, as always, we kind of flow with what the Holy Spirit wants to say. I can tell you that I read all kinds of notes and I go through all kinds of different things, you know, just like, okay, maybe we're going to talk about this. Maybe we're going to talk about that. But it comes out the way he wants it to come out. So there's a lot of paper surrounding me, <laughs> but um, I'm only going to be able to read from the pages of what I actually can see based upon what it is that the spirit of the Lord wants to say. So I want to say good evening, first of all, to Betty Jo McGee. Thank you so much for being a part of us and uh, tonight. And I'm going to guess that some of the other Astounding Love people will uh, check in. I will call for roll call, and I'll say that again in a little bit later. And I want to say, let's have some time to talk to Holy Spirit and release. Let him uh, release what he wants to release tonight. And I know that all of us, definitely me, will be all the better for it. So, uh, Father, thank you for the power and the integrity of your word. Thank you for the opportunity to be in your presence and to be able to be one that gets to share the things that you want me to share. Uh, I listen. I want to hear what it is that you have to say, as I know others do as well. We came to hear from the spirit of the living God. We came for our instructions. We came for uh, whatever it is that you want to impart in us. We came to have thoughts and emotions and, and trappings that we have experienced in our lives. We came to have that exposed so that the glory of your kingdom can take its rightful place within our hearts and our lives because it's not going to be good enough for any of us to live a life that is less than kingdom first in everything that we do. And so I thank you tonight that I am yielded to you. I thank you tonight, Holy Spirit, that I am held by you. I thank you that you're not far away. You're right here and we are in you. And we incline our ears to hear what it is that you have to say. I avail myself to you. And I choose to not just be one that releases the word, but also one that receives, submits to. And allows my own self and my own life to be ordered according to your desires. That's really what we want is to please you or to let you have your pleasure. That, that's the ultimate that God has pleased himself with what you're able to do with your children. We, your sons. I thank you for everyone that is here. I thank you for those that will hear it on a replay. However it happens to come about wherever they happen to be that it is a word that is in season at the time that it is heard and it will never go out of style. And we bless and praise and thank you for that in the name of Jesus. Amen and amen. So, um, you know, Wednesday is a very interesting day for me because I actually have a Wednesday morning Bible study that starts typically around 10 or 1030 in the morning. And it's really only supposed to go an hour, but we 
uh, seem to take about 90 minutes to sometimes two hours, which is not a bad way to spend your morning when you're in fellowship with people that honestly we are wanting to hear. It's not just a teaching time, but it is a time where we are allowing ourselves to be read by the scriptures. We're allowing the things within ourselves to be exposed and um, to, to let what it, to see what, what things are still in us that the adversary, that the devil would be able to say, oh, that's, that's really me. You have some of my traits because we don't want to have any, we want to give no place to him. We don't want Satan to have anything to do with us. And so as I was sitting here tonight, and I'm thinking about it. I'm thinking, okay, maybe I'll get like 15 minutes quiet before I start. But my mind started going with, wow, you know, it's like I have all these questions. And I had this question that, that came up. I was looking at intentional superhuman living. And I'm also looking at just living that life of, I don't know where the notes are because they kind of fell on the floor. But anyway, I was looking at going from the concept of saying that you're living the kingdom life to the actuality, to the actualizing of living the life in the kingdom. I was looking at, I'm looking at what relationships really mean, how I have relationship with God, how I have relationship with myself, how I have relationship with others. What thoughts do I have relationship with? What habits do I have relationship with? What aspects of my lifestyle am I so in relationship, so in tune with that it has actually been a distortion of the truth of, of the word of God? So these are some of those notes that I was thinking about. And then I started thinking about quantum mechanics and uh, what they call frequencies, which is sound wave or waves, waves of energy. And I started thinking about thoughts and I found this little note that I had jotted down on um, one of my pieces of paper. I start out with good intentions, you know, a blank piece of paper that I just start to write stuff on. But then I start messing it up, you know, doing all kinds of little stuff like that. By the way, in case I haven't mentioned it lately, a lot of the notes that I go through, for those of you that are new to this, our uh, ministry website is under reconstruction. However, you can still go on uh, www.astoundinglove.org slash lessons. And it'll take you to the page on the site where the notes that I have uploaded thus far, I haven't moved past any of these since I started Kingdom 101. So it's still the same ones, but you can have those notes. They're free. And we would like for you to be able to kind of reference some of the things that I say, because I'm always going back to them. I haven't gotten past this group uh, to be able to do anything. So I think it's still teaching module one, lesson one, part one. Though there is a lesson one, uh, two or something like that. I, I don't know. But I know they're there. And Minister Frederick Johnson, who is online, uh, you'll see it under communion. But that is Minister Frederick Johnson. And he typically will, will post those kind of things. So you should have a link that you'll be able to go through. And thank you for that. Okay. So we talked about relationships. And uh, the way that the Holy Spirit gave it to me was that take that word relation and then ship. <laughs> so every single ship that we engage in during our lives must be rooted in Christ and every relationship must be nurtured. So that in and of itself is a very excellent expression, but it's where I was going with the quantum mechanics of it. And what I was thinking about is I had written this little note down here, scarcity mindset. Here's a different voice from that of the mind of Christ. 
And as I started thinking about that, I thought, wait a minute, that's right. So my thoughts have a sound. My thought, because your way, the waves of, of vi the vibrating waves of your thought, the sound waves, every thought actually is a sound. And why does that make sense? Because we're spirit and they come, thoughts cannot be seen. They're invisible until you articulate or do something with them, but they are waves. And I, I looked this definition up, I thought this was pretty cool. That it said that um, that mechanics, uh, the thoughts are like sound waves, and it's been demonstrated with sound waves where researchers are attempting to create a quiet environment. Hello, uh, you can use sound to literally cancel and silence unwanted noises. And this technology is used for corporate offices adjacent to noisy businesses or in doctors and counseling offices where voices can be heard between rooms. Uh, treatment rooms or in the car industry to make engines quieter. And a lot of times for me, when I teach, I have a very, I have soaking music that I'll play in the background and it's music that I'm actually tuned into. I play it pretty much 20 hours a day. It's playing somewhere in the house. I just turned it off before we started, but I'm, I'm tuned into it. It's music that I, I, I gathered over time that, I actually vibrate with it. It, it. it ministers to me and it keeps my thoughts kind of going in a certain direction so that I can, I, I use it for my creativity. I'll use it for uh, in conversations that I'm talking to other people. I'll use it sometimes as background. I, if I, if I want background when I'm praying or it's just to be quiet. I even can, this is the only music I've ever had in my entire life that I can actually sleep while it's playing. And it's because it's those waves are vibrating the, the frequency, the it's called every thought and emotion has its own vibrational frequency or what we call wave frequency. And so with quantum mechanics, it demonstrates how a wave frequency can be altered. And that's one of the things you're talking about in scripturally. Uh, I don't want to go into all of this right now, but scripturally where you look at it is when King Saul, was tormented by spirits. And this is after uh, David had actually been crowned king. And Frederick, would you do me a favor and go ahead and find what I'm talking about, where um, the spirit of the, of the Lord had departed from Saul and David had been crowned or, you know, anointed, not crowned, anointed king in his stead. And so the spirit departed from Saul, but he was upon David. Now, the meantime, while King Saul is going through all of this torment and somebody said he needs a minstrel, he needs somebody to come in and to play an instrument. It wasn't actually a harp, but um, to play the instrument so that these spirits that are tormenting the king can be quiet. Now, they would work for a while, I think. But if David paused for too long, <laughs> um, that's when the spears started being chucked at him. But the Bible says that that what David did, it, it soothed, it calmed Saul. It was a frequency that was being played, a wave frequency that was able to move into even his thinking for a period of time, unless he allowed an errant thought, something that would have been jealousy or the evil that was there because the spirit of the Lord had departed from him. And that's when he would, thank you, First Samuel chapter 16, and that's when he would basically kind of come on attack. Okay. So now why is that so interesting? It's the same thing that when the, um, some of the other prophets, I think it was Elisha 
when he was to prophesy, he would speak and say, bring me a minstrel. And he was calling for the anointed one to play the music to really what they were saying is play the frequencies of heaven, play, pr play the frequencies that uh, for their time, because this is before they were, we, anybody was a carrier of the Holy Spirit. All they could do is have the spirit upon them. But we have that music playing in us. And so they would call for the minstrel to change the atmosphere and to bring about so that they could hear. They would literally, what they're saying is so that we can vibrate with the frequency of God's voice so that we will speak what the spirit of the Lord is saying to you. And this is what would happen. And so uh, today, we, because we understand, we understand things through the science, through through the way uh, really internet uh, uh, studies or, or people that teach on things like this, that what he was really, what they were really telling us is that you, your thoughts, we want to play music that will cause your thoughts to come into alignment. And that again is also scripture where he says, cause my thoughts, my very thoughts to be in harmony, to be in, in agreement, to be in alignment with the voice of God. We may know such a scripture in terms of um, let this word, uh, this word of God, let it dwell in you richly or that we have the mind of Christ and we hold the thoughts, intents, and purposes of his heart. Or even um, when you're looking at, um, you could be looking at the scripture that, that says, uh, walk in the spirit so that you do not fulfill the lust of the flesh. I thought I had my notes from Bible study, but I guess I turned off my uh, machine here. So those are gone. But at any rate, these are the things. So count it joy. Look at the things that God is saying. Listen to the voice of the almighty. Walk in his ways. Um, having here, there's his, let me read this one. Galatians 3, 3, where he was asking a question. Verse one, Galatians 3, 1, it says, Oh, foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? That you should not obey the truth before whose eyes Jesus Christ has been evidently set forth crucified before you. This only would I learn of you. Did you receive the spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? And we know that we became born from above. We became citizens of the kingdom through the hearing of the word. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by the word. Salvation comes by the word, by belief in the name of Jesus, by confessing with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believing in your heart that God has raised him from the dead. This is how. That opens a portal, a door into the heavenly realm. And that's how we become born from above. We think so often it's just words. That's what people say. Oh, it's just words. It's never just words. Words are the release of thoughts that you have had. And again, so when I look at scarcity mindset, it hears a different voice from that of the mind of Christ. It hears from the low ebb. The waves are low vibration and they are not from God. They don't elevate you. They bring you down. And even they said, well, yeah, but sometimes we play soft music. You play soft music at a low level, but it's a high frequency. You see, the frequency, the, the, the waves are not going to change. But even if you turn down the volume, because it's still going to vibrate at the level at which it was created to do. And your thoughts are the same way. You can think 
quietly. You can sit there and you can think about your life. You can think about things of the kingdom. You can think about what you're going to have for dinner. And you can either think a thought that is from health oriented things, things that are speaking health to your mind or wellness or, or the wealth of the kingdom, meaning the good things that God has in store for you, not just money, not money. Really, it's it has to do with your health. It has to do with the environment. It has to do with the purity, the righteousness, the, the, the beautiful things of God, the beauty of his holiness. And you are automatically, your thoughts are vibrating at a high frequency. The wavelengths are in alignment with the way that God thinks. Or you can think about how you're not good enough, how you never make it, how you don't want people to see you because you're not, you know, you're, you're a failure. You feel ashamed. You feel like uh, this is not working. And you may not say a thing. But the very look of you will change because the, the waves of the, the, the connection of those thoughts, which are spirit, are connected to a spirit other than God. God never put us in the earth to think about what a worm we are or to think about how no good we are or how whatever all of the other things are, we're dumb or we're this or we're that or the other. No, we're not. You know, we may be ignorant of some of the things of the spirit, but to us, it has been given to know. And so he's saying the ignorance can be corrected because the entrance of my word brings light. I want you to come out of darkness. I want you to come out of the places where you don't know me. And to know me is to have understanding of my ways, even if you don't understand every single nuance of what is being said, just the fact that you have intimacy with God and he is able to reveal himself to you. That the son, Jesus, is able to, to be who he is in our sight. It starts to tune us up to hear him differently from the way that we did before. And I, hope, I pray this is making sense. I'll post your questions. I'm doing roll call. If you're sitting out there and you're watching, but you're not telling me that you're here, I would like for you to just put your name. You don't have to ask questions, but just simply say, I'm here. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. All right. So another thing that is, so the, the sound of my thoughts, what do my thoughts sound like? What does my face reflect? Well, sometimes it will say, I, I have the ability sometimes to, you don't know what I'm thinking. I don't know what I'm thinking, you know, and I'll, I can go off and imagine and, and, and writing certain things and thinking about plot lines and this and that and the other. And so my face um, may show, may reflect some of what I'm thinking, my God, that's going to be good. This is going to be great. Or sometimes it won't. And so you can look at a person's face and think, oh, I know what you're thinking. It's like, I, I don't think you do. You know, even if you say something and you think, oh, I know what you're thinking. It's like, no, you don't know what I'm thinking, but you would like to know what I'm thinking. And whatever your insecurity is, is trying to project what you think I'm thinking upon me. But the spirit of us begins to reflect whatever it is that we're thinking, our mind, our will and emotions, they start to change your countenance, change your facial expression. The more you meditate, this is meditation. And what is that? Waves waves of thinking, waves of thoughts, and you're meditating on your inability. You're meditating on why you don't think you're going to make it, why the promises of God are probably not for you, why this or why that. You see what I'm saying? And it's like, so it takes you to a low place. You can 
think yourself depressed or you can think yourself happy. You can think yourself out of it. You know, it's like you can say, oh, but because I know the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living, the Lord perfects the things that concern me. Great is my God and greatly is he to be praised. God is faithful. I've never seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging for bread. The Lord rescues and delivers me out of all trials. He said that my people shall never be put to shame. Father, I thank you. I praise you. And all of a sudden, the thoughts that you have, there's a lifting up and your whole expression really uh, less what you look like and more the spirit around you, the spirit that emanates from you. You know, when somebody's sad, even if they don't show it, they're being happy or they're trying to be happy, but the vibration, the frequency that they're really connected to, the thoughts that they're having, the thoughts that are working, um, working on their nerves, actually working in them, but not working for good. It comes off of them in ways. I have been around depressed and depressing people over the years, and you already know it. Trying to preach through that stuff sometimes is like preaching in a fog. And But you have to speak the word because it's the only thing that is going to cut through and challenge that spirit and let it know that here you do not have preeminence here you don't rule so hi to minister nicole brown and hi carlita and everybody else come on keep saying hi i want to know so um but these are some of the things that we're talking about that what is the sound here's my question what is the sound of your thoughts when you don't think anybody's looking, how much of your thinking, now here we come to relationship, how much of your thinking is about you versus about God? How much of what you think about has to do with how you look, how you sound, how what others think of you? What's going to be the best thing to happen to you? How are your needs going to be met? How is this going to be done? How about this or that? What, you know, how much of that is the sound that comes off of you? Have you ever been around a self-absorbed person? You've ever been around a person that thinks that they're the only ones that truly exist? Then you understand what I'm talking about. It's coming off of us in waves. And that, have you ever heard that expression? Oh, it comes off of you in waves. That's frequency. That's what we're talking about. Okay. So your thoughts and your beliefs, because we really want to say that they produce this energy that others, they can pick it up. You know, it's like, mm, they'll say things like, I don't know, the vibe wasn't so great. You know, you can even pick up when somebody is something about them, they'll say, I, I don't know, something just felt off to me. Because even though they looked right, so the, the thing that they were meditating on is, is like, it's, it's boom, boom, boom. It's like an, it's an energy wave. It's pulsating, pulsating. So if they don't mean well, they don't mean well by you, no matter how they smile, no matter how much they lie, it's still going to be known because you can't pretend. If you're thinking about it somewhere in you, there's going to be a tell. And so the Bible says what? Whatsoever things are true, pure, lovely, excellent, of good report, and so forth. What does he tell you to do? Think on those things. Think on um, 
Think high, don't think low. Think on the things that that you want to see happen, um, not on the things that you don't. I don't want to see this happen. Um, I don't want to see this. I don't want to see that. Then why are you saying it? Why, um, why even bother to articulate it? Why give it voice? Remember what I said. Your thoughts give voice to whatever it is that is wanting to be birthed by you. It wants you to speak it out, to give it life because our words are spirit. Jesus said, John 6, 63, I believe it is. My words are spirit and they are life. Now he's talking the life of God. My words will produce the will of God. My words will produce the desires of God for you. But our words, um, we also can give life, if you will, animation to things that we actually do not want. And it's because you say what you're thinking when you need to stop what you're thinking or change what you're thinking. This is Philippians 4, 8 that I was coming out of where he said that I want you to care, take the care, the pressure, take the, um, don't take any of that on you. He said, um, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. So I've got prayer. I have, um, I, I'm not going to carry the care of anything. So I have uh, making my petitions or my request or um, having that conversation with the Lord. Now, here's an interesting thing. I'm going to interrupt myself. Supplication, prayers and supplication is really not me asking God for what I want. Though I know that's how we teach it. That's how we say it. It's asking God, it's saying to God, do what you will. It's not coming before the king saying, and can you give me this? He's, he's not interested in being Santa Claus. He's a good father, the good father. But it's really saying, you know, you have some things that you want to do. Psalm 45 verse 11 in the um, contemporary English version says that the king is your husband. Do what he wants. So what I'm here for is to do what he desires, bring forth his desires. And so if I'm really going to make this supplication, I'm going to ask, I'm going to speak the things out, speak aloud into the earth what the father desires. Now, whether that's speaking his desires for my life or really it's speaking his desires for your life or for somebody else's life. What are we going to do about this situation in this country? What would you like to do about the plight of individuals that are starving. What do you want to say concerning um, the, the children in this orphanage or, or the shelter or this or this or this? It's my, with prayer. Be careful for nothing. I don't need to carry the care of what the news reports are. I don't need to carry the care of, oh, that's terrible. This is shocking. Beware of this. I don't even have to carry the care of gas prices, but in everything by prayer. So prayer is a legal release um, in uh, law, in, in uh, court uh, procedures, they always talk about the release of the prayer. So it's actually a legal term. And what I'm saying then is, or it can be worship, or it can be, um, uh, the it is a, it, it's a conversation that is addressed to God. It is a petition. It is a, 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 
a place where I am having this dialogue with the king. The king has given me leave to speak. Say your prayers. Tell me what it is that you desire. Tell me what is in my law that allows me to, that gives me entrance, that gives me the opportunity to release the executive order to bring about my desire that I need you as my representative to articulate. I need you to say in the earth what I want. I need you to be able to release the words into this atmosphere that are in alignment with what I want to do. That's what we're here for as sons, as kingdom citizens. Scripture, I what I see my father do, that's what I do. What I hear my father say, that's what I say. So my prayer is what I hear my father say, and that's what I say. That is a legal dialogue. It is a powerful meeting. It is as a, Apostle Calvin Cook of Golden Altar Ministries in San Jose, California. I call him Uncle Cal. But what Uncle Cal would have said is that's you going to God's prayer meeting. It's not trying to get God to come in your old oh, spirit of the Lord. Come now. Come and do, you know, and all that other stuff that we do. And, and say, because we've been ignorant of the protocols. But when you get into his meeting, you're gonna, going to say what he wants said, what uh, concerning whatever the territory, whatever he points out, I want to do something for this family. I want to do something for that ministry. I want to do something through this ministry for this place. I want to buy you uh, this. I want this to have, I want you to have this property. I want you to have this uh, airplane. I want you to have this, whatever it happens to be. I want you to have influence in the city because through you, um, I can, through you, I can trust you to say what I want said. I can trust you to look and see what I want seen, to hear what it is that I want heard and to do and act accordingly. And when we start thinking about it like that, then the wavelength, uh, uh, this again, the vibrating, the freak, the, the, the way we're in tune with him, the waves that are coming are it's wave upon wave upon wave of the goodness of God, of the glory of God, of the will of God, of the love of God. All of these type of things are what are happening. And so here again, yeah, I got all of that. Prosuke is the word, but careful for nothing. You don't take it on as your responsibility. Your responsibility is to hear me and to do what I say. That's what he's telling us. Your responsibility is to see me and do, and do what you see. It, it, our responsibility is to, it's not to wait upon God like, like, um, like a slave. It is a son in rulership, royal power being released into our midst. And we are tuned in to hear what he wants done to carry it out for the good of the kingdom. That's how kingdom relationship and kingdom sonship, it works because the king is the king and we are his offspring. And we get the privilege of, of being the benevolent ones that release the goodness of the kingdom in earth as in heaven, because heaven has shown us the picture. So then he says, with supplication. So there again, that supplication, what do you want said? What is your heart's desire? What is it, my husband, that you want done? Because as it is, uh, as it is, King, so it shall be. 
as you desire, as you, it's not, he doesn't wish as you desire, sir. That is how it will be. I am in agreement with you. I love the fact that this, these people are going to be rescued. I love the fact that the economy of that hidden nation is about to flourish. I love the fact that, you know, I love your plan for this group here. I love what you've got in store for Betty Jo McGee and her, and the ministry that she's a part of. I love what you've got going for the law enforcement people. I love how the ones that have been brought low are about to be raised up. I love the plan that you have. And I want in on this. This is the trading floor. This is how all these things work. So then what am I telling? Thank you so much. I am so excited. I get to be a part of this. This is so cool. I get to sit here with you. I'm seated and I get to see what's happening. I get to clap my hands and be all excited because my daddy is on it, man. I mean, my father, my my big brother or my savior, my Lord, my husband, however, whichever uh, uh, connection it is that he wants to be brought to the forefront in that moment is on it. I mean, I get to bring healing. Two of the people that have been uh, suffering from lung diseases. I get to be part of the one that releases the waves upon waves upon waves of the goodness of God into the life of those that have been oppressed or depressed or suppressed, whatever it is. I get to be a part of the ending of human bondage or slavery, all of these different things in the mind or in the will or in the emotions. I get to be, I get to say what you want. I get to look at it from your perspective point of view and I get to release what you want done. And that is intimacy. That is an amazing opportunity that we have in the kingdom. And then he says, so I'm thanking you for that. I'm thanking you. Now let your request be made known unto God. Yes. What is my request that I desire to be made known to, the, to God? Your kingdom has come. I want your will to be done. It's I'm seeking, I'm petitioning you according to your word. I'm petitioning you for what it is that I'm reading the room. I'm reading the situation. How am I doing it? I'm seeing it from your point of view. And as I read it, I'm hearing, I'm seeing what it is that you desire. And I am going to thank, I thank you for the opportunity that now it's done. Now you get to do this. Now this is what pleases you because I'm so in tune with you. I can feel your excitement. Your waves of joy are, are vibrating, are tingling, are touching me and are changing me and change my whole direction. So and then he says, what? And what do I get? I get the peace of God, which we know is a shield and we know it's a sword. But we also have to understand peace is a force. This is one of the forces of heaven. The earth doesn't have it. Nobody in earth, on earth has the, uh, you cannot, it's not an um, earth manufactured. That's what I want to say. Peace, the peace of God is, it's a weapon. It's a vibration. It's a resonance. It is a shield. It is a force. It is a portal. It is a person. He, he, he is all these different things. And what happens? He passes all understanding. He brings to the forefront the priority of heaven in this moment in which I am walking. People go, well, this is what the priority is. And this is what the priority is. And it's within the time, the time that you are 
released into to to get certain things done but see because it's from heaven it's all the priority of heaven and each of us in time we go according to our assignment and when we do it all at the same in the same moments or you know within our designated period then what happens you get resonance you get harmony you get the will of God being made known. You get the glory of God, the earth, the whole earth being filled with his glory and his presence and his desires. And so he said, now you, my peace keeps you. It keeps your heart. It keeps your mind in other or another way to put it, your soul becomes submitted to the things that I desire. So whether it be your cardia, which means even the, the beating of your heart, it's going to bring peace is a healer. Peace brings wholeness. Peace brings your, your capacity. If you've short of breath, it, it suddenly fills your lungs with good air, oxygen, and you're able to breathe properly. I mean, it will bring you, it, it brings a change to your, to your body and your noema, noema, which is your mind. Um, it has to do with devices. I, I was trying, the word I was looking for, thank you, Holy Spirit. Uh, peace is the technology of heaven. It, it is one of the, it's a device. It is one of the technologies of heaven as is joy, as all the things, the fruit of the spirit that you read about in Galatians, uh, you know, these things that we let your, let this be and so forth. Those are the technologies of heaven. They only work by spirit and they only work by way of the kingdom. So you can have a false joy. You can have a false peace. You can have a false life because none of those things, if it's not the words, if it's not named the way the father has named it, it's not him. Um, this is one of the reasons why I don't call. Um, and I see uh, Minister Nicole wrote, the truth is always known. Truth is a device, it is a person. We know this. Truth is also a force. It is one of the it is, it is the force of heaven. It is the thing that knocks um, all uh, darkness. It, it leads the way. It pierces through darkness and it emanates at such a high frequency that every deception must bow in its being. You can't continue with a poker face. This is what I was saying about thoughts. You can't continue even with the lie because truth radiates and recognizes himself when he's about. If you are not walking in him, remember Ananias and Sapphira, why? Why did you lie? How did they know? Because truth was standing there. And he said, I didn't say any of those things. What they're speaking is not me. Now you go back. What did he say? Let God be true and every man be a liar. So if you're not saying what God said, you're not telling the truth. If you're not telling the truth, what are you telling? Where are your thoughts sourced from? You're not speaking God speak. You're lying. You're lying on God. You're lying on yourself. You're lying on others, whatever it is. And you are relying on a wrong source. You, you, everything about you is plugged in at the, in the wrong power source. That's why you walk a, a, a kind of a powerless life because you're meant to uh, pull a whole lot more than what these circuits are able to, to give to you. Basically the waves are not strong enough to sustain us. And so we falter when we try to do things independently of God. But here he said, finally, brethren, 
because everything he was talking about, your hearts and your minds are kept through Christ Jesus. And so therefore, finally, brethren, so here I said all that to tell you this, whatever things, this is how your mind stays in peace. This is how the forces of peace, the forces of joy, the forces of heaven work uh, through you, for you, on your behalf, come flow out of you because you only think on whatever are true. See, truth. I'm only thinking about the way he sees it and he's in me to witness and to testify that whatever thing's honest again. So a lie cannot be present. I can't even lie to myself. Um, whatsoever things just, and here now we're coming into even the legalities or we're talking about justice himself. We're talking about the things that are equitable. We're talking about how right is this is where righteousness starts to, uh, is is in there and we're commanding it and it's flowing from you because the thoughts that you have transform you and you become a product of what you're thinking because you're surely going to say it whether that be of God or it be not it you will your life will produce at the level to which you speak because of what you're thinking so he said whatever things lovely whatever things of good report, if any virtue and if any praise, if it points back to God, if it smells like him, tastes like him, walks like him, talks like him, it, it carries his essence. If it's of him, think on it. If it's not on him, don't. Now, let me, let me qualify what I'm saying. The scripture is actually giving you the way to always be solution oriented. It's giving you and I, it's giving us the way to look at things as God looks at things and to see things that are deemed impossible as possible. It is the way you look at a sickness, you look at a crisis, you look at a circumstance and you'll have the capacity to bring forth strategy or solution or um, how to, uh, yeah, problem solving comes to mind. But whatever it is, we can bring correction and we bring it by way of, because of how we're thinking. Jesus, when he's sitting there, um, when he came, when he went to um, the, the place in Gadara where the man had had that unclean, those, that unclean spirit and he came forth, he never, he didn't ask uh, that spirit. I've said this many times, but I, I love this passage so much. Mark chapter five, he didn't ask that spirit what its name was because he needed to know. He actually was asking, what do you call yourself? But he had already named it. He said, you are an unclean spirit and you're going to come out of him. So he didn't need the devil to identify because he lied. You know, my name is Legion because we're many and a lot of people, oh yeah, we got to deal with Legion. No, it's an unclean spirit. Jesus never called it anything but that. And what happened is truth pierced through and his powerful insight, I see you for what you are. It was also the exercise of his authority over it. Why would you call a demonic entity by its given by the name it gave itself? That's only giving it an increase in its own idea of power. 
I'm not going to empower you. I'm going to find out what God calls you. And that's what I'm going to call you because I'm not going to reduce myself or bend, bend over or bow to something that's underneath my feet. And so by the same token, when we're looking at um, what he's saying th here, think on these things, see it the way I see it. I don't see any of this as a reason to be afraid. That's why he's looking at things that come. He's hearing the news. You're no need to trouble the master because your daughter is dead. He's the one that turns around and said, don't fear this. Don't fear this. You know, fear not is the way that, that we're used to, to reading it. But he he's saying, uh-uh, don't, don't fear this because I see it differently from the way you see it. You see it as the girl is dead. I see it as she's fallen asleep and I'm going to go awaken her. You see it as um, you see it as the end of your hope. I see it as one of the things that is not that is not um, impossible to God, to my father. For with God, all things are possible. So what you see versus what my father sees are not the same. You see it according to the limitations of this earthly life. I see it according to the plan of heaven. And when I start seeing it that way, I become very strategic in my conversation. I become very intentional. And I, I'm learning personally, because um, a lot of what I'm doing tonight is, is more like giving the outline of something. But what I'm actually telling you all, this is where I am right now in my own life. These are the things that I have to do. I have to keep looking at what, what are you looking at and how do you see it? Because the way you're thinking about it, you're thinking about yourself too much because you're not thinking about what God is saying. You're thinking about what, you know, how you're feeling. And as soon as you do that, you've gone to low frequency. You've gone to a low level. Your, your, your waves are, are mm -mm, chaotic and that's not what you were meant to do. And he said, you see, it's the father's will, pleasure to get his good pleasure to give you the kingdom. That's Luke 12, 32. So you thinking in a scenario, well, this is this and this is this. And, and, and what you just said is it doesn't look to me like the kingdom can come here. <laughs> of course it can. You're there and you brought the kingdom with you. So what we have here is an opportunity uh, for change. What we have here is uh, the, the a place to change the dynamics. That's what we've got. You know, they see a bad situation. We don't. We see, well, Lazarus is asleep. I need to go wake him up. Um, you know, we see uh, that because of their unbelief, they don't get, but we choose to believe. And so since we choose to believe, then it's going to be different for us. We're of more value than many sparrows that you read in Luke 12, 7. And uh, Luke 8 is where I wanted to go, where it was talking about this man. And he said, um, would, um, when uh, he was there talking to him, and he said, uh, the woman that had come and pushed through to be made whole. She said, if I could but touch his garment. But Jairus, the, the uh, um, had been there to say he was a ruler of the synagogue. And he was like, my, my daughter, she's sick and I need you. Now he's fallen at the feet of Jesus. And it's like, so everybody, oh my gosh, this is really critical. Okay, this is this, this is this. Well, yeah, it is. At least it was to the girl's father. But he also had hope because he's thinking, I've got to get to him. He did the same thing the woman did. 
if I can just get to him. For him, it was if I could just bow at his feet. She was if I could touch the hem of his garment. But both of them had come to say the power that you have is something that we recognize is supposed to be working in our lives. And we understand if we can get to you, then we can get what we need to change the course of life. Uh, for us, we carry this power. And it's, it's less if I can get to Jesus and more if I will hear him and see him call upon his name. By all means, I do. Help me. I need your help. But when I call for help, I expect help to be there. I mean, I've gotten to a place now when I start calling him because he says, even before you call, I've answered. I know that the, that the thing that I've called for is like that, that I actually was doing what he said because my call for help is my surrender of pride and my surrender of independence and my surrender of rebellion and my surrender of all things pertaining to me. Like I got the power, which I don't, right? In that sense, no, I do have carry, I'm a carrier of the most powerful force in all, the life of God. But if I was living the low life, then when I call for help, I'm saying, "Ooh, I got to let go of this because I just recognized that I'm not walking in kingdom. I'm walking in, in religion or I'm walking in rebellion or I'm walking in pride or darkness. Darkness is definitely what I'm walking in. But I call for help. I just said, let's turn the lights on and let's get this thing changed around. So when when um, this man came um. Jairus, and he was a ruler. I'm in Luke chapter eight, I'm reading verse 41. Uh, and he said, he fell down at Jesus's feet and he besought him that he would come into his house for he had one only daughter about 12 years of age and she lay dying or King James, she lay a dying. And, but as he went, the people thronged him. So here he is trying to get to her, but the crowd is like, um, we're very insensitive to what this man needs. Great. He's got a daughter and she's dying, but I, got, I need some help too. I mean, that's basically the attitude. It's like, well, yeah, I know you need Jesus, but I need him too. And your, your emergency is, is your emergency, but I got an emergency too. I got a need. I, I have something. And now all the time this is going on and they're thronging around. There's a woman pressing through saying, if I can get to you, just touch it. I don't even need to talk to you. I just want to touch the hem of your tallit. If I can touch that pomegranate, that bell, that's it. That's all I need. You don't even have to talk to me. So, so here she's doing her thing. He knows, um, uh, you call him Jairus or Jairus. He knows him. And so they're having a conversation. He's like, come on, man, get up. So she's coming and, and, um, she's touching the border of his garment and her issue is, um, staunched. It stops. Now he's going to go help this one, but suddenly there's a wave <laughs> that is just come her vibration her thoughts were all about he is the source of my wholeness and my deliverance and i'm going to just touch him and get what i need and she did and he felt that the scripture says he felt virtue he felt the power that he he knew what it was because it's what he felt every time he released it for somebody else. And so now he's going, whoa, somebody took it. I didn't release that. She came and got it. And that's why he said, who touched me? What do you mean? Who touched you? Everybody's touching, you know, mm -mm, not like this. And he's looking around and they say, because she's trembling. <laughs> 
He said, no, somebody touched me because I perceive that virtue is gone out of me. He knew what it felt like. I mean, can you imagine? He knows the release of the love of father. He knows that somebody has, has taken of the, the dunamis because that's what virtue was being defined as the mighty power of God. That's what he felt released from him. He felt the force or we, in other words, you might use for that. He felt the energy. He felt the wave of miraculous power that he has felt many times when he's laid hands on somebody or prayed or spoke a word, that same thing came out of him and it went into somebody and he knew it. And that's what he was selling them. And so he's turned around, he sees her and she's trembling. She was not hidden. She was trembling. Why? They said, oh, because she was scared. No, I don't think so. I think it was the power that had hit her and she is charged electrically. She is uh, the whole thing. The whole dynamite has touched her and it has, it's radiating in her and it has changed her life. That's why she came forward. She was not hid, but she came trembling and falling down before him and she see because she stood out everybody else is looking needy she's not looking needy she's looking like her need has been met she's looking like somebody that is filled with faith and power and he knows what it looks like when somebody has touched the power of the father so he says all these things to her and he said to her daughter you be of good comfort your faith has made you whole why because the frequency of her thoughts was at the level of faith that it took to bring forth the power of heaven. And that's where she was. She waved, waves, thoughts. Her thoughts were all focused on, I'm going to get to, I know that when I touch him, it will happen. So everything connected in her is by, and I'm going to touch him. <laughs> I'm not going to be stopped. I didn't say, oh, if only he would pass by, if only I could get over there, if only this would happen. She's like, no, this is my determined purpose. He has what I need. And he wants me to have it and I'm going to go get it. And that's what she did. And so there they are now while this is happening everybody's marveling because I think the thought is coming through. You mean you can get it without that? Well, I just touched him, but I didn't get anything. Yeah, because you were touching him from a different thought. Your thought was not connected to who he is in the sense of he, he he's releasing it to me. But your thought was along the lines of maybe just maybe I can get this. Maybe I can get this. Maybe I can get this. It was not lined up with the way that the father wanted to do it. And that's what uh, I, I'm there's so much more to that. And I know there's a lot of ministers that I know and love that could really take this and and and, and do. So I just cut it up a little bit and I'm sure we're going to hear it uh, again someplace. OK, but so when he. So now they're telling him, well, no, don't worry about it. He's dead. She's dead. You, you don't even need to, to, um, to bother him. But this man has just seen something. He has just seen a woman healed. I don't know if he knew who she was or not, but most likely it's, it's the area where they are. He just saw somebody take a, 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 from some, after all the years that she has been bound. And he just saw somebody made free. And that moment when they came and told him, Jesus looked at him and said, you don't fear that. You understand? I don't see it the way they're saying it. I'm seeing it the way the father said. And my not being there in time, in the time that, you're, that, you, that they feel that I need to be there has absolutely nothing whatsoever to do with the results. 
The timing is out of this world. The timing is not in the earth. The timing is from is 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 in coming from the timeless realm where I can declare the now when I get there. So uh, let me explain what I mean, and then we're going to wind this up. We look at oh, it's seven o'clock. It's seven thirty. It's eight. We I gotta we gotta go. We gotta get this done now, and but our now is within that 24 hour time period that we say is every day, uh, every day, every night, night and day, day and night. That's what we're looking at. And so we limited, it was due on this time and the time is after five, it's too late. That's how we see things. Jesus said, that's not how I see things. I step out of the time limitations and I step into the timeless realm where I see what's being done. And basically um, I will declare that this is the time. And so whatever time the father wants to release it is the time. It's not the clock. It's not the hours and the days that were created. Time was created, but it was not created to rule over us. It was created for us to rule over it. Sun, stand still. I have a battle to finish and I don't have time for you. I, I, you know, the time that you want to give me before the day is over is not sufficient for me to do what I need to do. So you stand still and let me finish what I have to do. This is somebody that commanded time in an era when he didn't even have, he was not a carrier of the spirit of the living God, but he knew something. Uh, he had a taste of what the power of command uh, is like. He walked in that moment in dominion power. This is Gideon, I believe. Son, be still. I have something to do. And we're going to finish this fight today. I don't know if it was Gideon or Joshua, whoever it was. Y'all can tell me. But um, <clears throat> but he, he operated from the power of command. Are you with me? Be still because I'm going to finish the battle and then you can go ahead and set. <laughs> but while I'm doing what I'm doing, I need you to stay right where you are. And that's what he did. So with Jesus, he's like, you don't need to fear it. They said that she died on earth time, but I'm not of the earth where I come from. I'm the carrier of life. I have God's life to give to her, to infuse her inner man. So you don't need to be afraid. You don't need to be afraid of the reports. I'm telling you, we're going to put these people out because the child is asleep. She is not dead. She's dead to the way that it was. And the weeping Wanda's and the wailers and all that. She's, But he said, no, she's asleep. And they're laughing him to scorn going, you don't even know what dead is. And he's thinking, you don't know what life is. You with me? Okay. I know it's Joshua. Thank you, y'all. Um, you don't know what life is. You're concerned about death. This is Romans 8, 1 and 2 or 2. The law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus makes you free from the law of sin and death. So yes, I have authority. I have dominion over, over the things that are taking place. And I'm going to exercise kingdom authority over. This is thy kingdom come, thy will be done. This is not um, man's kingdom here man's will be done the way man knows it to be the way man says it is that's the way it's going to be he says no that's not going to be what it is it's going to be the way my father said it is so even though they laughed him to scorn they knew that she 
that there was an absence of of life or an absence of breath. So they said that um, she is, you know, she's dead. But what did Jesus tell um, Martha and Mary? He said, I am the resurrection. <laughs> so let me do what I do. I'm the resurrection. I carry the life of God. The impossibility for death to triumph over you. That's what I carry. And that's what I'm releasing into this child. And that's what he did. So she had the natural death of man, but she had the supernatural resurrection. And we remember he even, there was a funeral that got stopped because that mother was grieving. And he exercised three times, I think, that we could look and say, he exercised um, resurrection power in the midst of the people, a man, um, two men, and a little girl. So he's saying, um, what you think is impossible. Remember, it was spoken at the time of my conception. With God, all things are possible. And it's been proven that I am the possibilities of God. So these are the things that, um, hi, Kimberly, I'm glad you made it. Um, I am, you know, I am the resurrection. I am the life. I am the source of the power. I am the time, uh, if you will, I obliterate time as you know it. And I bring things to pass in your life. This is the frequency. The, this is the operation of the mind of Christ. This is the mind. When we say that, um, for I have the mind of Christ and I carry the thoughts and intents of his heart, um, this is what he's talking about, that we are going to let this mind be in us, which was also in Christ Jesus, as opposed to operating according to the carnal mind, which is an enemy. It is opposed to the way God wants to do things because it is not subject to the law of God. It is subject to the law of the spirit of uh, the law of the spirit of death. Okay. It's not connected to the life of God. So therefore it is a carnal mind and it is going to be at odds with him. Romans 8 27 says that he who searches the mind, the heart knows what the mind is of the spirit because he makes intercession for the saints according to it's italicized, but it's still true. The will of God. Intercession is not made according to the will of man. It's made according to the will of God. And so he's saying, this is the mind. This is the thought pattern. This is the, the, the articulation. These are the waves of thoughts, thinking that are supposed to flow from us and from that, um, you know, flow out of us. And because from his thoughts are our thoughts. In, in uh, Isaiah, he said, your ways are not mine. Your thoughts are not my thoughts and your ways are not my ways. But in Christ Jesus, our thoughts are his thoughts and our ways are his ways. Because that's the only thing we could do is to be the son of our heavenly father. And so um, here in Romans eleven thirty four, 34, it says, who's known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor or who has first given to him and it shall be recompensed unto him again. For of him and through him and to him, all things to whom be glory forever. We have, again, um, here it is says uh, that we are to be, we're joined together in that same mind. We are, who, ha who has known the mind of the Lord that he may instruct him. But we have the mind of Christ. We're instructed by him. We're obedient to him. And this time that you're going through right now, is transitional. 
you are possibly feeling very weak and wind it up. Oh, wow. I went over an hour. Okay. Um, <laughs> you're possibly feeling weak. Sometimes you're feeling helpless. You're feeling like things are not going to go the way that you want them to go. You're, you're not going to succeed. You may have had a pin, a bit of success and all of a sudden it feels like you plunged from the heights and you're back to the depths. And it's like, it feels like I've got to start all over again. And I, I can, I really can write, um, I understand that very, very well, because that's precisely what I'm experiencing in my own life. I've experienced some power and I've experienced some success, but I did not walk in the mind of Christ the way that he said to. The things I'm teaching you right now are the things that I'm learning right now and, and allowing to be so to let this mind be in me. And so um, and so whatever it is that you're going through. You have to understand that you are going to go through it. You're not going to stay and that you cannot afford in this season, in this time that you're doing this shifting, this crossover, if you will, from from the way you've led life half in, half out, even when you wanting to be a really good Christian or whatever it is, you've done it according to your understanding and your own definition. But all of that is being stripped away. It's like we come uh, uh, become aware of things in ourselves. It was like I thought all the ugly was out, or at least I had a, a fighting chance. And I, I feel almost helpless in the in the in the midst of what is going on in me. But no, you be of good cheer because all it is is that truth is standing in you and beside you. And he's saying, these are the things that are being judged. I heard um, Prophet Andrew Gonzalez teach this in, in, in um, Ohio, and he was talking about righteousness. And that's what's happening. The magnet, the waves, the, uh, the, uh, the strength of the righteousness of God is calling everything to the forefront, everything that was hidden in us, everything that we were secreting. It's like, no, now you're going to find out how bitter you've been. You're going to find out how disobedient or angry or rebellious or filled with rage or, or hopelessness or depression, whatever, all of this stuff. It's like, it's just all coming out. And so it, it, it's important to not identify with it as though it were you. It's not you. It's not God. It's not you. It's the things that had been harboring us, the things that we have been familiar with, harbored in us, where we've been harboring, and the things we've been familiar with that thought that they could go along and still cause your flesh to be in, con in conflict with the word of God. But I think that I believe truly that we are here in one of the greatest cleanup seasons we have ever known because a harvest is come forth toward us, for us. But but there's also the old demonic harvest. He's, he's being denied an opportunity to ever have anything cultivated within us again. That's what darkness is being denied because light is exposing everything that has been working in us on a, a, a low vibration, but nevertheless, it's been there. But the truth of God, the love of God, the joy of God, the goodness of God, the righteousness of God, the purity of God is called, has called and commanded that these things no longer be a part of us. And so you and I must make the conscious decision, intentionally decide that when those thoughts come, I will do what it says in Philippians. This thing is not pure. This thing is not beautiful or wholesome or peaceful. If it's not of that caliber, it is not 
staying in me. I'm going to, I surrender these thoughts. I choose to take the mind of Christ and let this, let that mind deal with these things because the entrance again of this word brings light and it allows those things to um, to work in us that it says in Galatians 3:15 let I'm going to let the peace of God rule in my heart it I and now I, I and when I say I'm going to let that's the only time I say it from that time forward if you ask me I tell you oh no the peace of God rules in my heart uh, to, because that's what I've been called in one body and I am thankful the word of God the word of Christ dwells in me richly once he said let it be so and I said okay I'll let it be so then it is so and so from that point on I don't know well I'll let the no it does the word of Christ dwells in me richly abundantly to the overflow that means that the wave upon wave upon wave I'm vibrating with that frequency it may not feel like it circumstances themselves may not change they don't have to I change and the circumstances bow to that because they have they wreak havoc at the level that I'm a part of the havoc. But when the word of God and the truth of God pulls me out and, and brings me to my understanding of my identity as a son, as the, as the son of God, the mind of the son of God, and I am his offspring, then suddenly those things that I thought that I was subject to, those beliefs, those depressions, those oppressions, that the anger, the rage, the sadness, whatever it was that I thought the shame, if I thought this is all it is and this is this, no, because identity as a son recognizes I cannot have intercourse. I cannot have communion. I cannot have, I do not have fellowship with any of these things that are not of my father. I don't identify with it. Those are not my thoughts for they are not the thoughts of my father. Those are not my words for they are not the words of my father. I am an obedient son. Whatever I hear my father say, that's what I say. Whatever I see my father do, that's what I do. How do I hear what my father is saying? My thoughts. My thoughts. So the sound, I got all of that out of that one little question. That's eliminating a scarcity mindset because it hears a different voice. But Jesus made it clear that his sheep, his sheep hear his voice and the voice of a stranger they do not follow. Well, he heard the voice of his father and that's the voice he, now we hear because he lives on the inside of us. I hear my, he's saying my son Here's my voice and the voice of the stranger. They do not follow. It's a difference between when I'm some, when I'm his sheep, but I am his son, the son. And as a son, I hear my father and I don't allow these other things to have place in me anymore. So I let the word of Christ dwell in me richly as Colossians 3, 16. I, I, it, it dwells in me richly in all wisdom. And it teaches me and I teach others. It admonishes me and I admonish others and they admonish me. We admonish one another in the Psalms and the hymns and the spiritual songs. And we're singing with grace in our hearts to the Lord. And I don't have the time. I'm not going to take the time tonight to go into even how 
the songs, I talked about it a bit with the music, I said, but the vibrations of that and the waves of that, those waves of glory, those waves of mercy, those waves of truth and of joy and of faith and, and on and on it goes. They are doing, remember, it's a force and it creates this vibratory thing that is a shield. You know, when I say peace is a shield, I don't mean it just sits there. I mean that the movement of it stirs the atmosphere around me and it insists that anything trying to come against me bow because peace is interwoven in the name of Jesus, in the word of God, in the blood of Jesus, all of these components, this, these are the forces, these are the, the technology of heaven, and it's the goodness of God. So I am going to stop there. Um, questions or any of that kind of stuff, yeah, y'all pose it and, and um, you know, we'll, 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 talk what God wants to talk. We'll say what God wants to say. This is my choice. Um, as I was telling you, I have felt these things. I, I like the way Brother Kenneth Hagin used to say it. I, I think I just preached myself happy um, because I choose to do these things. Part of me wants to weep. Why? Because of the joy of the, of the understanding. And again, this is what the father is saying to us. I haven't left you. <laughs> You are not alone. The things that you, you don't identify with the ugliness that's coming out of you. Don't, don't identify with the thoughts that want to drag you down. Don't identify with any of the things that are, that are being commanded by truth to, to face me and then to be gone. Because that's what's happening. Goodness of God, the righteousness of God, the love of God, the peace of God, the truth of God, the joy of God, the, the, all of the aspects, the word of God, the spirit of the living God in my thoughts is commanding these other things show yourself and bow to the name because you don't have ascendancy you don't get to rule over my children i've let them know it's under my feet and if it's under my feet it is under their feet so the only thing that could defeat you is your choice to do something different than what god says and you're not that way. This is the power of relationship with the king. This is the power of sonship. We just touched it a little bit, but let's explore it some more next time. All right. I think next week I may have a guest. Pastor Michelle Hansen may very well be joining me in the studio so that we can kind of chat a little bit and invite y'all into the conversation too. But for tonight, Astounding Love of Global Church Fellowship and Training Center we have, and friends, we have had a dialogue. I pray that you're stirred up, you're fired up, you're breaking out in a sweat, you're screaming, you're doing what you got to do. But the one thing you're not going to do is to take on the thoughts that God didn't think and actually make them a part of your identity. You no longer identify with them and God doesn't require you to. So, the offerings and the tithes and the gifts, all those things. Sow your seeds tonight. Sow the seed um, and expect. This was a cry for help. Well, help is here. It's not even, we used to sing a song, hold on, help is on the way. Help is here. He's been here before, he was here before we cried out for it. So enjoy. 
I love you astoundingly. That's one of the things I like to say because it's very true. And to all of you that are saying thank you, you're very welcome. I'm saying thank you too. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for this. And thank you all of you for pulling on this. Um, I thank you for going on. I was thinking, you know, 45, 50 minutes. We've gone almost an hour and a half, like old times. <laughs> but the joy of the Lord really is our strength. And um, it's not a part of the program, but I do want to let y'all know that in the book that Apostle Baker has written, Apostle Dr. Baker J. Baker has just recently released, So I'm going to laugh and be happy. Um, that book and the way that it is that she has presented and the words that are there, they are in line with what I'm talking about right now. And she even talks about in the very last chapter or one of the last chapters, she talks about um, fractals. And she talks about, um, oh, what a par uh, not paradigms, uh, whatever. Anyway, it's been a while. Uh, Y'all can write it down. But she talks about these things that we, um, algorithms is what I was trying to say. Fractals and alg algorithms. So she's talking about, I talked about waves, which is, vibra which is, it's, people say frequency, but a lot of times they don't know what they're talking about. So the waves of your thoughts the energy. But if you think about it, wave upon wave upon wave, and you look at the way the mind works. So if you're going here, you're supposed to go up here and here and here and here. And it's not flat line. It's outside of the measurements that they have, because whatever is of God, remember he built, they say God created something out of nothing. That's not possible because everything was created out of him. And so the standard that he has set for himself, it automatically puts everything else below him. So your thoughts, once they are in aligned with him, never go below his standard. That's where we are meant to live. That is the ways of the kingdom. And that is uh, our destination. And once we arrive, we will never, we're not planning on leaving. So on behalf of my apostle, Dr. Baker J. Baker, the ministers and the staff and all of the people, um, I want to thank you on behalf of the spirit of the living God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. I want to thank you all for being a part of tonight. I encourage you to watch this again, take some notes, pose questions because we, we get the notification if you're asking or send it in the, um, the chat thing or the comment thing, whatever it is, contact us direct and we'll go on from there. That's the end of my talk tonight. This has been Kingdom 101 Relationships with Pastor Lunzing Lee. That's me. And I am so happy to have been a part of this. I love you astoundingly and we will see you next time. Okay. Have a great one. Yes. Walk in victory. Woohoo. That's you. <laughs> yep. That's you. That's me. I love you.